Can you imagine seeing that development of the highway living in a Gilded Age mansion, like from 1919 to the 60s? Yeah. Like what a different world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then like, if you actually lived here too, right in the 60s, starting to have like counterculture protesting Mm -hmm. and the art like movement with Mm -hmm. feminism and, you know, LGBTQ rights. I don't know. I just, I'm always fascinated with people who stayed in these towns and how are they balancing these? Well, it happens in the series, balancing electricity, balancing women's rights. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you go back and forth between societies? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I think that in in the series, The Gilded Age, when you see Mrs. Astor and how mm-hmm. anti-progress mm-hmm. she is, um, her friend says it best, that I fear that you're going to lose this war. Wow, now was that an energetic teaser or what? You can definitely tell this was recorded in person. It's recorded at a really special place on Long Island. I'm not revealing it yet. You'll hear soon. And you'll also hear about my two co-hosts who are joining me. One of them, if you listen to part one of the Gilded Age series, you know. And because this was filmed in person, I'm still kind of finagling my way around the... um microphone settings and taking into account where I'm recording. So thank you all for bearing with me. Thank you to this location for letting me test the in-person recording. I can't wait to do another in-person episode and I will definitely jump at the chance to do it again in the New York area. So I also want to let you all know that part one, if you didn't listen to it, it's in our show notes. Go to our podcast episode notes, listen to it, Um, listen to it before, listen to it after this episode. Either way, it'll really um, play well as a bookmark to this episode because part one, I do a really deep recap of the Gilded Age HBO series with my special guest. Uh, co-host and also this episode is actually free to watch as a video version and you don't want to miss this video so head right into our show notes and it is on our patreon for free it's amazing to actually see all the interactions with myself my two guest co-hosts I love watching back the videos because I don't even realize, you know, how we're all responding to each other in the moment. And also the setting of where we're filming is so beautiful to witness and to see what's in the background. Um, Okay, well, everyone, without further ado, here is part two of the Gilded Age recap. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Uh, yes, Danielle is here with me again. Now you can see Danielle. Um, so we're just going right back to where we left off from part one. And you might notice there's an art exhibit behind me and there's a new 
co-host with me. So hello everyone. You know, who is this surprise face? I am Alex McCarrow. I am a research associate here at the museum. Oh, at what museum? The Nassau County Museum of Art. Yes. So we'll get into why we're at the Nassau County Museum of Art. Um, we teased that we would record and I always deliver on my promises. Um, so welcome back. We had just ended Danielle with, I thought, a really interesting moment. We hadn't talked about Mr. Russell a lot, and we didn't talk about the men right. in this society. So, like, let's jump there. Like, why, you know, why do you think Mr. Russell relies so much on his wife to make negotiations for business? Well, I think that the women in the society, their job was to socialize, to fundraise, which was their job, and socialize, right? And so a lot of the business deals were done within that social circle. All of the events that they would host and things like that became the place where you would not, necessar not necessarily talk in the office, but quietly get deals done. You know, the men over dinner would go and play pool like they did in the billiards room in the Russell's house. And that was where they discussed their deals. And, you know, you got a pretty good example of it um, at that charity where uh, they were making Bertha leave. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Russell came in and bought everybody's goods and basically said, like, if your husbands are wise, they'll do like I did and they'll do business with me. And so I think that it all kind of ties together. Um, and that was the women's role in society there was to socialize and fundraise and things like that. They couldn't have careers as men could. Yeah, right. Their careers are the charities and especially yes. Marion are protagonists who we talked about bridges, the new and old money divide. Right. Um, she wants to get involved with more philanthropy. She even goes to Clara Barton's American Red Cross speech, yep. as does Bertha. So like they kind of want to be on the front line of women's rights. But there's also this balance like where they want to be involved, but they don't want it to look like it's a profession for money they need. Right, like exactly. they're not making money. They need to have the face of being good people. Yeah, like what's their portfolio of yeah, charities? Exactly. Um, right. And so where are we, Alex? Yes, we're at the art museum, but like what we're actually in a Gilded Age mansion. That is correct. We are in the former estate of Lloyd Stevens Bryce, who was a congressman from New York who edited a publication whose name I cannot quite remember. But after Mr. Bryce sold this mansion, um, this is, was the estate of Child Strick, whom you may know was the son of Coke and Steel magnate, Henry Clay Frick. Yeah. And Mr. Frick bought this property for his son in 1919 as a wedding gift. And the nice Fricks gift. lived very nice, very nice. <laughs> so the Fricks lived here from 1919 until Mr. Frick's death in 1965. Okay. And this mansion was designed by Ogden Codman Jr., whom you may know as an uh, famous architect and author who's written a publication with Edith Wharton. Uh, yes, sorry. Yeah. No, is that the one that she writes about design? Yes, that's correct. Okay, that's okay. correct. Yeah. And when the Fricks moved here, um, Sir Charles Carrick Allen, I think it was his name, redesigned the exterior, and this mansion was called Clayton. And okay. yeah, the Fricks lived here, as I said, that's a while. Yeah, from 1919 yeah. to his death in 65. Yeah. 
But like, and to imagine too, like if you've never been to the NASA County Art mm-hmm. Museum, which you all need to, yeah. um, Alex is like, you know, not only in his curatorial role here, mm-hmm. but we're also doing some Bureau NASA County tourism. Yes. Uh, hey everyone, <laughs> legislators, get on our payroll. No, <laughs> no one endorses that message here. But um, right outside is the highway, right? We're on Northern Boulevard, yes. I guess is what yeah, it's called then, the right? Okay. Yes. So the yeah, viaduct. And um, I think what's so fascinating is, can you imagine seeing that development of the highway living in a Gilded Age mansion, like mm-hmm. from 1919 to mm-hmm. the 60s? Yeah. Like what a different world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? For sure. And then like, if you actually lived here too, right in the 60s, starting to have like counterculture protesting mm-hmm. and the art like movement with mm-hmm. feminism yeah. and, yeah. you know, LGBTQ rights. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm always fascinated with people who stayed in these homes sure, yeah. sure. and how are they balancing these? Absolutely. Well, it happens in the series, balancing electricity, balancing women's rights. Right. You know, how do you go back and forth between societies? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I think that in in the series, The Gilded Age, when you see Mrs. Astor and how mm-hmm. anti-progress mm-hmm. she is, um, her friend says it best, that I fear that you're going to lose this war. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. if you don't move with the progress, you're going to be left behind. For yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, and do we really, you know, I'm sure there's uh, ancestors out there, but I don't really hear the Astor name anymore. I mean, I couldn't tell you the lineage. Like, oh, so-and-so is an Astor. right. Like it doesn't no, carry. Like I think shed. you hear like Rockefellers and things like that still. Yeah, well. Vanderbilt, Susan Rockefeller. Astor, I agree with, and I honestly don't know the lineage to present day. Yeah, well, I'm sure that they probably, mm-hmm. if we know what happens, they married new money. So mm-hmm. I'm sure the name yeah. might have been a Vanderbilt yeah. Rockefeller. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. and sure. I'm not sure, Alex Danielle, how much you know of the cons from Ohika Castle, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's kind of like with the Frick family. Yes. I mean. I was just on the Upper East Side, mm-hmm. photos on our Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room, um, but I passed the Frick collection, mm-hmm. which is still going, undergoing the main- It's undergoing main, major yeah. renovation. Because I love when the museum yeah. is there in the house. Absolutely, but, um, yeah. Which is why I love the Nassau County Art Museum. Yes. But um, I just imagine, okay, this is my father's mansion. I'm on the Upper East Side, and now I'm going to go out to the country to Roslyn. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the way that the um, Khans also mm-hmm. had Sacred Heart was that's their right. mansion. That's right. right. That's right. And then they went out to Ohika. Mm-hmm. And I always say that's the furthest you think of the mansions because it's in um, Cold Spring Harbor, yes. Woodbury, which right. is kind of like out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, oh, actually, no. Centerport probably is the farthest, which would be the uh, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt Mansion. Yeah, yes. there are a few that go out that way, but not a whole lot. You're right. Yeah. They kind of end in that like Huntington line. Yeah. Well, because yeah. they're away from their social scene, right? right. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about here, I am sure there were so many mansions in Roslyn Harbor. Mm-hmm. Like, right? And it matters. Who are your friends? Who's on your social mm-hmm. calendar? Right. And like, let's talk about women. So mm-hmm. we were just having a conversation before recording. Like, this probably... This room we're in now, mm-hmm. um, we're on the second floor mm-hmm. and had something to do with a bedroom or something to do with, um, we're near um, the Frick, Mrs. Near Frick's, Mrs. Frick's, Frick's dressing room. Mrs. Frick's dressing room. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, you know, 
the home was where women really gained power. And I think, Danielle, you were like getting to an interesting point with that. Can you share it with the audience? You know, I think that something I was thinking about actually on my way over here was how Marion is being so forced to marry into wealth. Mm-hmm. And that is literally like her job, her mission in life needs to be whether she likes it or not to marry into wealth. Um, and that is to procure the future for her mm-hmm. entire family. Yeah. It all rests on her shoulders yes. um, because her father kind of squandered whatever they had. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was getting my goat was how Tom, her love interest, could move to New York with no money, no no lineage, and be able to not only date her potentially, but date another woman who he was kind of seeing on the side, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out where he would get the money from the fastest. Yeah. And what is that saying? A wolf in sheep's clothing? Yeah. It kind of is like that, right? And rape. A rape, if you don't no, in the 1700s, a rake meant like a gambling, mm-hmm. lustful. Oh, that's like his last name. Lustful right? pleasure seeker. I guess watch our language in the frick property here. But, right. You know. Yeah. So, but it's true. He's, oh, he is. He was like aggravating me as I was thinking about it because she was so in love and she really wanted to marry for happiness. Mm-hmm. And he just proved to her that no matter what you want as a woman in that time, you mm-hmm. can't have what you want. Well, and how do you know if we're moving well, reverse in present day? Yeah. Things like well, that. we see that, right? With you flashiness. Know. Like we were talking about, mm-hmm. there's that saying like money screams or my friend always says money screams, but wealth is quiet. Mm-hmm. And like when someone revs their engine of a car, like to me, that's like, okay, I'm so flashy. Like mm-hmm. look at me. Right. Like, in a way they're forcing themselves into a social class and usually it's because they want to perceive themselves as having money they don't have sure but again i also blame that on our capitalist model because it's kind of more and more and more yeah and yeah yeah i mean i think that in that era particularly the idea you know the old money always built these like austere brownstones and it was the new money the vanderbilts that came in with their limestone Mm -hmm. and carvings and ornate and literally Mm -hmm. gilded Mm -hmm. it wasn't solid gold it was gilded it was made to look expensive Mm -hmm. and that was their mission was to prove their wealth and establish their place Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in society Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well and i think they succeeded in the materialist realm absolutely you know and i don't even know where the pricks because I think Danielle and I were going back and forth. We didn't know. Like, would we consider the pricks new, old, a blends? Not quite sure. I mean, I guess if if they were buying this house in the earlier part of the 1900s, I mean, I think that the real Gilded Age is considered like late 1800s, right? Yes. So I would it's say true. they were probably on the tail end of that. Probably. But um, yeah, so maybe not, maybe newer money. Yeah, newer. Not um, like I always were so close to. Um, Cedar Mere mm-hmm. to William Colin Bryan. Yes. Like I consider him more of an older money. Yes. Like buying the farmland, right? Yes. Like I think if you bought, well, that's the old money establishment is they bought land. Like they bought yeah. farmland. Yes. They kind of had the name and the blue book. I mean, they were the ones though that like settled Long Island. Settled. Like, they were yes. the first ones. Yeah. Yeah. The Hamptons. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Yes. For sure. Which I think is I mean, really if the you look at, If you look at like late 1700s maps of Long mm-hmm. Island, it's just tracts of land that are owned by the same people. 
Yeah, and it says like name, six doesn't family it? names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. There's like Hicks at one point. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Bryant is another one, mm-hmm. but there's I, Titus is another mm-hmm. one. I mean, there's like just there's there's like six families, and yeah. they they own a tract here and a tract there and a tract there, and then little by little they merge them all together. Mm-hmm. You know, and then pass pass them off to their children. Mm-hmm. And sure. Yeah, and I think now like what really matters is with that kind of the inheritance money, like what the behind the scenes of trust funds mm-hmm. and generational wealth, right? Like in my opinion, like our own money, cause we're now, if we think about it, we're over a hundred years from when the Gilded Age, more than a hundred mm-hmm. years, we're almost like 140 years yeah. from the beginning of the Gilded Age. Yeah. That like, I think what we would consider more of that old money is like, you don't have debt, you have generational wealth, right. but like you were saying, Danielle, I remember you said people still live in Gilded Age mansions. They're just not screaming it. They're not like, hey, everyone. Right, because at this point, even the new money of that era is considered extremely old money yes. now, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I, you, oh, I think that, and we touched on this last time that the pandemic put, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of people, it put a lot of cash in their pockets and kind of, I think revived some of these old mansions that were kind of sitting destitute without anyone to kind of rehab them for a while. And I, you know, from a real estate standpoint, which is primarily my focus, mm-hmm. um, that kind of revived the the Gilded Age mansion real estate. Yeah. Unbelievably. I mean, I, I can't, you know, those houses don't change over very often. And if you do come in with the money to, you know, rehab them, um, I would hope that you're holding on to it for generations, but I'm really interested to see years and years and years from now mm-hmm. what ends up happening. You know, I, the, just earlier, um, I guess earlier this year, um, the Woolworth Mansion in Glen Cove mm-hmm. changed hands, which mm-hmm. had been on the market for years. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That was listed by Margaret Troutman of Compass, and she did a fantastic yeah. job and got it sold like pretty quickly. Wow. Um, what was the price? Can you? Uh, you know what? I honestly think it started out around close to $20 million, but it ended up selling, I want to say for nine-ish. Don't okay. quote me on oh, that. Oh, wow. Okay. So but like, cause it needed work. I mean, it uh-huh. needed a lot of work. Yeah. It had seen fires through, throughout yeah. history. Um, but Smiros Architects is in mm-hmm. there now mm-hmm. rehabbing the house. You know, yeah, I know Smiros and Smiros. Yep. I was like, Please post progress photo. Yes. I can't wait to see what's happening. I want to know that this is getting new life mm-hmm. and preservation. I'm so excited. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, and like what I love about where we are right now mm-hmm. is what I love about the access of what Nassau County did for mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. for the art museum, for Old Westbury Gardens, right, for right. Sands Point Preserve. Right. Trying to think. I don't want to leave any of them off because I know they listen. Yeah, Long Island has a really good preservation. Yes. Society. Oh, planting fields. Yes, planting fields. And what I love is here too, everyone, like you might get a lot of now, you know, nature enthusiasts, which is good. There are beautiful trails here Absolutely. that I've walked and you can see them. That's a lot. That's a lot of yeah, yes. And it's great to park and explore the nature. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of my favorite things is that the Gilded Age mansions have become nature trails. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess what I'm getting at is though, if we were here right after um, the death of mm-hmm. Child's Brick, right? Mm-hmm. I think 
the mansion was in that disrepair that happened to almost yeah. all of them where mm-hmm. like I remember in Okika seeing pictures of um like camp settlements mm-hmm. like people had kind of like like you were saying they had actually like built fires mm-hmm. to just stay warm yeah. like yeah. it became Lots of squatters here yes yeah, squatters yeah. um and there was really no one monitoring because the families had just yeah I mean sold it off and murdered them yeah. I, because at at some point the the institution of income tax comes mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. it kind of puts an end to this era absolutely where you can't afford the upkeep mm-hmm. and the money that you were making from the railroad and the oil and all that kind of stuff is now getting taxed and now you're taking mm-hmm. home half of what you were before mm-hmm. you know and then you have proper property taxes so if you're a current day owner of the these houses mm-hmm. it's impossible mm-hmm. yeah because you're not just living in your suburban home or even living in a condo community like you are the one in charge of the upkeep yeah. like yeah. you look at the land out here yeah. i mean yeah i, I would be overwhelmed yeah. like if i may interject yes yes yeah so after frick's death um this property sort of sat in disrepair for about four years and the county actually purchased the land and we operated under the Nassau County Museum of Fine Arts until 1989 when we became a private not-for-profit and essentially we leased the land from the county but we the museum are actually a private not-for-profit oh that's great Mm -hmm. oh that is really good it probably allows you guys as a museum to operate more the way that you would want to than under I would I would think so yes yes yeah Yeah. and you're not in New York State Park which can be especially for visibility again this is like a call to New York State Park because um, or any park service, mm-hmm. because there are actually a lot of author homes that are run by a park system. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Edgar Allan Poe's oh, home yes. in Philly, or even Whitman's home in yes. Camden. And because they don't have enough um, funding sometimes, they can't afford people to be there for touring. Like the yeah. appointments are very limited. They can't go to conferences or events to like explain the history. Mm-hmm. So I love, like, this is a call. <laughs> we need, I think we need more of these private non, not for profits. Not for profits. Yeah, again, yeah. I want to make sure I use the right term. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so another element we didn't really talk about was the juiciness, which was sex mm-hmm. in the Gilded Age. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on to that question because we'll be right back. But first, a word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm sure, you know, the Frick family had its own, you know, they had their own affair, not affair, sorry. Don't always spread that. <laughs> no, really, ghosts, the ghosts are going to come for us. But, um, I'm, you know, I'm sure that they enjoyed themselves <laughs> as a couple. Yeah. Um, so there is that moment with, there's a few moments, but we have Mr. Russell. We think he might go for the ladies' oh, name. Yeah. 
for Bertha is made because she literally throws herself naked in the bed. Yeah. It's like she goes for this proposition, but he. He turns her down. Yeah, he turns her down. But he also, ha- I mean, they really do show a lot of love and like minor sexuality between the two of them, but like how he comes into her bedroom and they they very clearly have a relationship of love. There's there's a real connection. Which there. is not common. Right, it wasn't just, there, well, yes. exactly. It wasn't just you have to marry this person because it yeah. would be good for our family. Yeah. We're just going to tie. Is what she's trying to do to her daughter. Which yeah, like she's doing what, the reverse of what she did right. with Mr. Russell. But again, like we kind of know she didn't come Right. From money. Right. Like, I mean, I'm sure she came from some money, but it seems like she was more of like a middle class person who married wealthy. Right. And like any parent would, they want better for their children. So understandably so. But ultimately, we would hope that love is one of those important things for your children. But But I think we see that. I mean, I see that so much now, not to get all existential and everyone, but and again, you're right, Danielle, you pinpointed that like you want better. But I even see like parents who didn't go to college mm-hmm. are, are the ones who usually right. are even more of an enforcer. You for are, yes. Yeah. The things that you didn't have, you want for your children when it may not be what's right for them. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure too, the ones, I'm not saying the ones who did go to college aren't also trying to, right. you know, right. you know, have expectations, but it is, you're right. Sometimes like what someone didn't do it's that living vicariously mm-hmm. through the children. And Absolutely. that, you know, it's a toxic trait, Absolutely. Um, but I'm not a parent. So <laughs> we'll see, check back if I'm a parent eventually. <laughs> we'll see how this ages. Um, but yeah, the other sexual moment I really like is it's not just sexual, but it's the way that queer male desire happens mm-hmm. with the Van Ryan son mm-hmm. and um, forget the name of his lover. But the Van Ryan son knows he needs to marry. He's like, no, I have to marry. We're not going to just stay bachelors. Yeah. Which is interesting because he could be a bachelor. was fascinating in that part of the storyline to me was that he would have rather been seen with the handmaid. Yeah. Which would be so scandalous than be known to be homosexual. Yeah. That was my, that, that I, I understand that that was of the time, but to be seeing that as a, present day person was like god yeah well because he's kind of like well at least they think i'm with a woman yeah but it's yeah but what i love is that they show the other side with his lover who's like comfortable in his bachelorhood right and like of course there was queerness in the gilded age there's always been queerness i mean but i'm glad that they went there and um i had just come from so everyone there's a bridgerton recap on our instagram live because I actually think I was surprised the second season of Bridgerton didn't do a lot of queerness. And I'm, I was a little annoyed because they had teased it in the first season. Yeah. And I feel the guilt, I feel like the Gilded Age is actually more nuanced when it comes to desire yeah. than Bridgerton. Bridgerton did that whole thing with that artist, yes. though, and that like sort of like orgy setting that he had going yeah. on there. Like um, a brothel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that will continue to unfold as the one son probably becomes a little bit more of a prospering artist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you're right, that it, it was just like that bit and then that was it. And I feel like that show does offer a little bit more sexuality and like juicy, mm-hmm. gossipy kind of behavior where they could have probably taken it to another level, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think we're now getting to that moment of, 
I'm so curious, Alex, because you interact with so many who come here. Mm -hmm. And I think people have this almost theme park understanding of the Gold Coast, right? Because we're in the Gold Coast, technically. Mm -hmm. I guess, how would you define the Gold Coast? From like a realtor. Uh, it's definitely North Shore, Long Island. Yeah. Certainly not South Shore. Right, um, right. And mainly sorry, South, South Shore. County. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Nothing against the South Shore. Now that yeah. you want to tell your home, call me. There you go. But shameless. Yeah. But like the Gold Coast has kind of really got that um, great Gatsby understanding yes. of the Roaring Twenties, yes. yes. which isn't the Gilded Age, but it's kind of like right after. Right. Um, and um, what I'm so fascinated, sorry, going in our rabbit hole, but like, I think a lot of people don't think Great Gatsby, like they think Great Gatsby and they think Gilded Age, but that's not like the full history. That's kind of yeah, like the later part of yeah, it. It is. Yeah. yeah. That's like the fuel being let out of the tank. Like yeah. that's yeah. it to the excess. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, you know, what do you, like, what are some questions people ask? Like, I'm just curious. Like, what do you get on a day-to-day basis? People ask us like, what was this room? What was that room? And we don't frankly quite know sometimes, but they often, I often tell us like, we didn't even know this place was here. We, this place yeah. is a hidden gem, so to speak. It is. And it really is. is. Um, we just get various questions about the art, the sculpture on our property. We also have a huge um, amount of sculpture on our grounds. Um, we just get questions mainly about the art and some about the property. Yeah. Yeah. And walking here is so pretty because mm-hmm. I love the sculpture garden. Yeah. And I love that people... Like I always say, come to picnic. Like mm-hmm. it's a really, really lovely place to just yeah. walk around, spend the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And you're like right by Roslyn Village, mm-hmm. near Garden City Village, which Danielle knows. <laughs> I love all of them. I'm like into all the villages of Long Island. Um, some more than others, but I'm not gonna tell you which. Um, I like the North Shore villages. Yeah. Um. So, okay. Like, is there any questions though that happened? Now I'm kind of looking at like the gilding on the wall. Yes. But um, are there any questions where people get really surprised that it's not that excessive lavishness of like what they think of the Great Gatsby? Like that these Gilded Age mansions don't fit that narrative. Like there weren't crazy parties. Well, this was a this was a bit of a. Um especially in the first time, this was a bit of a later Gilded Age mansion because they moved here in 1919. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of the tail end of the Gilded Age. Right. But um, we don't really get any surprises from people other than just, we didn't even know this was here. It's here. Yeah. 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 And they even are surprised that this was a frick estate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there an equivalent of a ballroom downstairs? Um, I don't know about a ballroom. Uh, we have some parlors uh, yeah. um, that was was now one of our galleries, but we had. I mean, this is something I did not mention, but the Fricks had um, a massive amount of landscape surrounding the property, including a ski slope. Oh wow! Oh, yes, this was a. There was a ski slope on the property. There was a. Um, that's a first, a, I feel. That's like. a first. There yeah. were animals kept on the property, including a bear pit, apparently. What? Uh, yeah. That's fun. Uh, I yes. like that. Uh, something I do need to mention is that um, situated on our property is also the Manus uh, Family Education Center, 
which, mm. as you may know, was the site of Millstone Labs, um, which was Mr. Frick's scientific research lab because Mr. Frick was a paleontologist. Oh, okay. And that site of the Manus Center was the site of Millstone Labs where he would conduct his research. Oh, wow. okay. So, yeah, so he would, they were, I can tell, like they were a more introverted, mm-hmm. they didn't Especially want- Especially child's Frick. Yeah. Childhood. And its family, yes. Yeah. And they wanted, they were nature enthusiasts. Like I can tell, like you would want this property. Oh, I would, like if you love the outdoors, right. this is a land, this is like being with the land. Especially kind of Mrs. Freck, who, um, who was very uh, into nature and recruited this uh, nature landscape designer named Marion Kruger Coffin to essentially redesign the gardens in the 1920s. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like the gardens here. Yeah, there's, oh, and there's a cool, what do you call the, like where the weddings or events happen? There's like a little gazebo. It's not a gazebo, but it's- Not a gazebo, but uh, I, the you name is called the gazebo. Kind of, they have like a shell. It's almost like a band. The name escapes me actually, but it, there's, there is an area by the formal gardens where they have, um, Sort of this, uh, it's almost like a pavilion, but pavilion, yeah, yeah, somewhat, yes, yes. yeah. And if you go down the trails, mm-hmm. this is for everyone out there. You can actually see some of the older farmhouses. There's that yes. like one street where that is farmhouse. So that is the, uh, I believe, the site of a farm of William Cullen Bryant, the Dewey Cottage, Jerusha Dewey Cottage. Yeah, Jerusha Dewey Cottage. Jerusha Dewey. Yes. Okay, now, and that is now just abandoned. And and um, was he a Quaker? Dewey? Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, uh, the only reason I ask is because I know when Brian bought his house mm-hmm. um, in the 1830s-ish, mm-hmm. um, he bought it from Quaker farmers. Yes. This is the Quaker area. Right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Because Roslyn sense. means Roseland. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. Very good to know. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Dewey Cottage just lays abandoned now, and um, no, it's nobody goes in there. It's really not really open to the public. Everyone out there, don't do anything on the property. (laughs) It's on the property, on situated on our, and we've been sort of considering what to do with it essentially maybe in our cottage maybe that, that would be that really we've been working i'll go i'll live there hey yeah dr charlie charlie riley i'll move in <laughs> let me take a look at the residency perhaps i like the yeah, residency yeah that would be nice okay alex will move it we'll like we'll take turns taking care of it that's right yeah i think as we wrap up i mean there's a really cool um exhibit mm-hmm. that's being planned here so danielle and i got to see the impressionism art but yes. there's something like drastically excitingly different happening so what's you know when is your new exhibit opening so a current uh currently we are working on an exhibition on the supernatural in art mm-hmm. it's called other worlds than this and it opens July 23rd. Oh, so it's open, everyone. <laughs> when you're hearing this, it's open. Yes, yes. So it's going to be a lot on the supernatural and the surreal and a bit of a mythological and mythical. It's going to feature art from everything from Salvador Dali to ancient Roman to contemporary artists such as a man, British artist named Christopher Winter. Ooh. who does a lot of ghosts and otherworldly um, paintings. Macabre so, things. Macabre, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. 
So it's thematic. I love that. So it's yes. a thematic exhibit. We do a, a thematic period. We do a lot of thematic exhibitions. Yes, I like. That. Well, anytime I'm here, the exhibitions are so well done. And again, I think it's because your space is in a mansion. Like everything yes. is utilized. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I saw some really cool Tiffany glass. Yes. Um. Um. Lanterns, no, that's not lamps. Lamps, thank you. Yeah. Lanterns, well, because a huge one is the lantern. Yes, yeah. but um, the way like the light, literally, you can all see right now, the light is shining from the balcony mm -hmm. of the second floor. So it's a really beautiful um experience to be here for sure. The nature, the sculpture garden. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see, what else can we throw out there? Well, you have a lot of cool events. We do have a lot of cool um. Fun, um, some members events, some a lot of family events and education programs. Weddings. Um, weddings, yes. We are a big venue for weddings. Yeah. Wedding graduations, I guess. You guys should turn you that do. farmhouse into like a honeymoon suite. Oh my Ooh, I like that. Danielle, could like we should you know put down the real estate background. Okay. Well, you could like you could like run the like right? run the books. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah. doing the bookings. Yeah. So like, okay, what day? Okay, you're good. Oh, it's in the summer. It's an extra such and such. <laughs> the fall. The fall. Oh, no, we, oh, we do a lot of we do a lot of family programming here, and uh, we are very. Classes. Classes. Yeah, it's a banana center. Okay. Um, go sign up. Yeah, yeah. We've actually taken my children here. Actually, oh. not to the banana center, but we came for an interactive exhibit that you guys did. I guess around the holidays a couple mm -hmm. years ago. My kids loved it. There was all kinds of like art projects to do and little crafts mm -hmm. and things. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Maybe like when you guys had Hansel. I feel like that was that was Ooh, that was yeah, Hans Lohan was, yeah. was a good exhibition. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I think you do a light show too. We are contracted with a company to do a lantern festival. Oh, that's uh, during around uh, end of Halloween towards uh, the new year. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. I want to come back. I'll be back. Okay, we'll be back. We'll yeah. figure out. I am sure there's going to be something out in the media. Yeah, connected to yeah. Yeah. the age connected. Maybe even we can get yeah. more. Like we could even do a Great Gatsby kind of discussion. That would right? be really nice. We like have not touched the surface with the rowdiness. Yeah. There's the rowdiness. We do a jazz age show back in Ooh, it's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, and also, are we allowed to say that there's going to be something Gilded Age related? There may be something next uh, summer uh, pertaining to the Gilded Age um, coming to the museum. I can't really reveal much, but it may reveal something about Long Island and the Gilded Age. So stay tuned for next year. Like you might want to be reading a lot of Edith Wharton. Edith Wharton. Danielle, yes. I'll be a you might want to get your membership for the museum now so that you're yes. the first to find out That's about true. it. When it happens. That's true. Yeah. And I'm gonna like, you know, give Danielle some Edith Wharton recommendations. Yeah. I'm gonna get you up to speed. I, I need to learn. I actually just started listening to a podcast. Um I think it's called The Gilded Men. Mm -hmm. But there's like a whole Ooh. Wow. series about the important that's so, so interesting yeah. well and offline i'll tell you but everyone out there there's an amazing if you go on audible like type edith wharton drama and there's condensed performances because wow. okay. i like, like to hear exactly like so they're doing more of a radio play wow they register yeah well I love yeah. just listening to that. That sounds amazing. Okay, well, Danielle, where can everyone find you? What is going on right now with your market of real estate? So there's a lot happening right yeah. now. Obviously, we all know that there's a lot of changes happening in the market. 
Um, I am at Compass primarily in Garden City, but all over New York. If anybody is looking to buy or sell a house um, or just wants to talk about historic homes, I'm here for that too. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Danielle Nero. That's N-E-R-O, Realtor. Um, and uh, Related to the ancient Roman Emperor Nero? Uh, I just told my son that yesterday. <laughs> he was asking me about the Colosseum. So I turned on this whole like documentary so for him as they were running through the emperors. I was like, so eventually they're going to get to one with our name. <laughs> and he was evil. He was like, that's cool. I was like, you're already a tyrant. We don't need to learn anymore from that guy. Oh um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Okay, well, follow Danielle. Also, yeah. Alex, where can they follow you? So we can follow you can follow our page at Nassau Museum. One word, Nassau Museum, and my personal Instagram is a c m a c c a r o a c macaro, and our website An Irish name macaro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and our website is nassaumuseum.org, and we would love to have you visit yeah. our museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you might see me, probably. You'll see Danielle. You'll her. see us together yes. as I help Andrew look for. Yeah, she's my real estate agent. So I'm in this area a lot. Okay. Um, manifesting things, because the yes. podcast is good for manifesting. We speak okay. and it happens. I believe that. Mm -hmm. um, thank you all. Um, make sure you really want to see this video. So if you're listening to audio, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room you can watch all video interviews unedited you're going to see the ins and outs of us recording here maybe i'll put some of the bloopers up of us trying to test the audio um five dollars a month which is less than iced coffee at starbucks i can tell you and i know danielle and alex are big starbucks people too so that price well it's another discussion for a different day. Uh, inflation is a whole other discussion. Right. Thank you all. And that's our Gilded Age series. So I think we might be back with uh, something in the late fall, winter. So we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll find, we'll find something. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room or True Crime in Academia. I'm Andrew Rimby, the Executive Director. Our team includes Mary DePippi, our chief contributor, Nicole Arguello, our marketing assistant, and Kimberly Dallas, our editor. Ivory Tower Boiler Room episodes come out on Monday, and sometimes I'm joined by a guest co-host. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Ivory Tower Boiler Room, and on Twitter at Ivory Boiler Room. And here's Mary. Hello, everyone. I am the host of True Crime and Academia. Do not forget to follow True Crime and Academia on Instagram and TikTok at True Crime and Academia. And coming soon, there will be a Twitter also at True Crime and Academia. Now, if you're like me, you like to have bonus episodes. I love extra content, don't you? So go to patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room. Not only do you have access to our video interviews, but you will also be able to access never before seen bonus episodes. 
So like I said, you can't, we don't release them anywhere else. You can only get those on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash ivory tower boiler room and become a subscriber today. And don't forget to listen to ivory tower boiler room on Mondays and true crime and academia on Tuesdays. Thank you.